0: Pause for Thought, a podcast brought to you by Animal Therapies Limited. Here's a statistic that's bound to shock, and if it doesn't, it should. Australia has one of the poorest literacy rates in the developed world, with one in five children failing to meet the international standards for reading. More than 50% of children under the age of five are not being read to at home, despite all the evidence showing how important it is for a child's intellectual development. While federal and state governments scramble to address this national crisis, there is one not-for-profit organization in Australia that is having remarkable success in turning around these woeful literary statistics with a little help from man's best friend. Story Dogs is an inspiring example of how animals can help humans in this case thousands of Australian schoolchildren to develop a love for reading and much more besides. Today, I'm talking to Murwillumbah local, Janine Sigley, the co-founder of Story Dogs Australia, about the difference that dogs can make in the classroom. First of all, um, thank you for joining me on Pause for Thought today, Janine. No worries, Candy. It's a pleasure to be here. So you're the co-founder of Story Dogs in Australia, but I believe the program originated in the United States. Can you tell me the background of how and why you
1: got the program off the ground here? We originally saw the program in in the United States on a, um, an internet search. So I was looking for um, some volunteering ideas for my daughter, who at the time was about 10 years old. And she wanted to volunteer with animals. So I put in the search engine, volunteer with animals, and up popped these amazing sites where they were using dogs to help children read. And I went, oh, wow, of course, that could work. I'm a dog person and we've surrounded our children with books so we know the value of um, having children read. And um, I flicked the link to a friend of mine who was on the PNC at the same primary school where our children were And she went, oh, wow, that's great. That's fantastic. And I said, well, can we do it here? And she went, oh, I don't know. Why not? (laughs) So we contacted the um, READ program, Reading Education Assistance Dogs in Utah, and they were so helpful. They sent um, training materials. They got us off the ground, essentially. But we took two years part-time to, to get us off the ground. And then we approached the principal of the school where our children were at, at Moorlamba East Primary School, and said to him, hey, we've got this idea, we want to run, you know, dogs in, in classrooms and have dogs children reading to dogs. And he went, oh, you guys are crazy. That That's just a really crazy idea. But he knew that our commitment to the school from the PNC work we'd done and everything was really high. So he said, Oh, look, ladies, just do what you want to do, sort of thing. He thought it was a little, little itsy bitsy project that just would go away. And the teachers loved it. So we had three dogs in his school, and the teachers just loved it. And they said, We want more dogs. And we went, Oh, wow, okay. And so it's just sort of grown from there ever since.
0: So this was back in 2009. So we're talking over 10 years now. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yep. And how many schools, um, uh, you are you across
1: Australia now and how many children are you helping? Yes, yeah, so we're in over 330 schools Australia-wide and we've got over, it's around about 530 dog teams in those schools. So we're helping 2,600 children every week become confident lifelong readers. It's wonderful. That's extraordinary. For people who, who don't know about Story Dogs, can you just explain
0: how the concept works?
1: Sure. So it's primarily a reading support program for primary school children. We target year two students and older. And what happens is the volunteer and their dog goes into school once a week and they see five students, the same five students each week. And the students come out of the classroom, which is a really important point because getting them out of the classroom and and in a a different environment is really important. And they sit one-on-one with the dog and the handler and they read to the dog. So, of course, the dog doesn't mind if they make a mistake and there's no judgment happening with the dog, so the children can just relax. So we try and make the sessions fun. We train our volunteers so that they can just have the children relax and let's just have fun with a wonderful story. Get to the end of it. If the children don't know a word, we generally give them the word so that we can keep the flow going of the story, because the story is why we read. So that's the really important part. And of course, the dog makes all the difference. How are the children selected? Who
0: selects them? And on what basis are they selected?
1: We have really strong partnerships with the schools that we work with. And the students are chosen by the classroom teacher. So the classroom teacher knows his or her students really well. They know the ones that need that help. And it's also the ones that don't get any extra help and have the biggest potential to to learn to read. And sometimes it only takes six months with the Story Dog program and they get their confidence back and they're back up to the standard that they should be. So it's just sometimes catching those students that are just falling through the cracks and need that little bit extra help. So it doesn't have to be the lowest readers. It's really sometimes we have students who are, You know, average to to good readers, but their self-confidence is so low that they won't read out loud and they're quite withdrawn. So they get chosen for the program and we we can work on their self-confidence and their reading skills all in one place. And by the end of half a term, they're fluently reading and engaging in great conversation with us. And I imagine that in today's world where books are competing with screens,
0: there's a widespread issue with literacy levels now. So this program,
1: I mean, a program like this is more important than ever. I agree totally because even though we are in a digital world, you still need to read the, the, the screens and the instructions and all those sorts of things. So really giving children the ability to read is a lifelong skill and it's um, we, we, we learn to read and then we read to learn. So it's really important that we know how to read for the rest of our education. What is it about dogs? Do dogs sense children who are
0: perhaps need more help or are more vulnerable? Why why is it so successful with a dog?
1: That's a good question. Dogs are amazing animals. So they, they do know when a child needs just um, a warm, fuzzy head on their lap. And it's really interesting because the dog's react differently to the different children. I didn't think that that would happen, but it does. It really does. And just a child sitting there just gently stroking the dog while they're reading or while they're listening to a story, it just relaxes everything. So sometimes dogs go to sleep, but that's all good because it's just, it's a wonderful relaxing situation. So I think dogs are just perfect. They they also have an expressive nature about themselves. So you know when a dog's happy, you know when a dog wants to be there. So it, it it's a two way communication that really makes the reading sessions so special. I've had um, volunteers who have said, "Oh look, I know all about reading groups and and doing you know reading with primary school kids. It's okay. You know I don't need any training or anything like that. I've done it all before." know what to do and then they come back to me after their first story dog sessions. go oh, wow it was so different it was really different and the, the children's reactions and the children's wanting to be part of the program and part of the, the session was so different to just an adult coming and, and being there so it makes a huge difference the dog
0: you mentioned um, before that you know dogs and animals are non-judgmental. Is it also, I mean, a lot of children now seem to suffer from things like they can't focus, whether that's because of screens, they have attention deficit disorder, they' they're agitated, they're on the spectrum. Dogs just seem to be able to address those issues some way.
1: Absolutely. The, certainly the attention deficit disorder ones where the kids are just can't focus. We have the 20-minute session and it's really interesting. So when the children might start with us, their focus is all over the place, but then they know that it's 15, 20 minutes and that that they just stroke the dog and that keeps them in one place. So the dog is keeping them in one place, physically in one place because they want to be next to the dog, stroking the dog. The dog is calm and not running around either. So it just... Everyone just calms down and my volunteers have sort of said to me, well, after two or three sessions, two or three weeks, the children are in that routine and they now can focus and we start to increase the, the the time that we might do one book to start with and that's 10 minutes and then have some fun dog time and then we increase that time to maybe two books or a longer book where they're by the end of one or two terms, they're reading for 20 minutes.
0: What's the selection process regarding the dogs? Because surely not every type of dog would suit this type of program.
1: That's right. Not every dog is a good story dog, but we look for the temperament and safety is the biggest thing. So they have to be good around children. And they also, the welfare of the dog is really important. So um, dogs with a calm, gentle temperament are the best and we take all pretty much all sorts of breeds. So we have Chihuahuas up to Great Danes to Poodles and grudels and Moodles and um, all sorts of greyhounds are are, are great story dogs. So it's really the temperament and that the dog is happy to be there. So we put them through um, a 10-point accreditation test, and that's done by an external person to story dogs. They Put them through the test, and it's done with the handler as well. So it's a team. We assess them as a team. So the person has to be able to be in control of their dog and their dog wanting to be there. And we are modeling to the students good dog ownership and, and welfare of the dog as well. So that's pretty important too.
0: How do you measure the impact
1: um, of the program and the success of it? Is that
0: um, based on teacher feedback or parent feedback? How does that happen? And how long do you stay
1: in each school with each child? We encourage teachers to keep the children in our program for at least two school terms. Lots of children stay for the whole year. It really depends on their progress and we liaise strongly with the teacher um, to work that out. Um, in terms of impact, yes, our volunteer feedback, our teacher feedback is generally how we're, we look at um, how successful the program is. We do take the children's reading levels when we when they start with the program and when would they finish with the program. However, we're not the only imp- input into their reading journey. So we can't take all the glory for for their reading levels going up because the the teacher's doing their job as well, giving them the skills. We're doing our job having them in a relaxed environment where their self-confidence can bloom. And we work together really, really well in that regard. So our volunteers aren't teachers and they don't do phonics with the kids and they don't do all your sight words or anything like that. They just have a fun story with the kids. So we work really well with the with the teachers because they do all the skill side of things. Um, so th- the biggest impact that I get the feedback from teachers over and over again is an increase in the children's self-confidence, which then relates to a change in their attitude to reading. So if you have a child that wants to read, that puts their hand up and says, pick me to read to Story Dogs... Then you can do so much more with that child rather than a child that retreats into themselves and goes, No, reading's awful, I don't want to be involved. So, if you've got a child that wants to learn and wants to be part of that, then you can do so much. And the teachers say that that attitude change is a huge, huge thing in young children. Well, you're talking about increasing a child's
0: self esteem, their self confidence their literacy levels, but also um, and hopefully their behaviour in the classroom, but hopefully you're
1: um, fostering a lifelong love of reading. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And it's so wonderful when we hear from volunteers and they walk into the school and a year five or six student comes up to them and says, oh, remember me? Remember me? I'm reading every day or I'm now this, this or this. And they're so proud of their achievements because of, of the fact that they can now read. So that's, it's just wonderful. Yes. So if someone is listening to this
0: and has a dog that they believe would work well in the program and they want to get involved, what
1: do they do? Do they contact story dogs or do they contact their school? Best to contact story dogs because we then um, can contact a school near them and we can start the process going and it, it really depends on where they are. Um, We generally find the volunteers first and then see which school that they might be already associated with or there's a school around the corner and we then team them up with that school. Most schools want the program, so finding schools is generally not a big problem for us. Um, But finding volunteers, we also have a a big demand for our program, so best to hop on our website and have a look at what's involved at being a volunteer and the commitment because you do need to have some time each week. The kids come to expect it and we we don't want to let the kids down because they so, they so love the program and um, your, you and your story dog become the superstars of the school. And so you need a couple of hours free each week and a calm, gentle, obedient dog. And what's your web address, Janine? Uh, www.storydogs.org.au.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on Pause for Thought today. It's a wonderful program on so many levels, and um, I wish you all the best for the future.
1: Thank you, Candy. It was great to be here.